Hey, this is Caleb, and I am here with a very special guest. My aunt, Patty, Patty Griffith. How are you? Hello, I'm really good. How are you, Caleb? Good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Patty, a.k.a. Peppermint Patty, a.k.a. Pappy. Yes. As I used to call you. A.k.a. Chuck, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You were born Patricia Ann Morris. Yes, I was. Is that correct? Patty is in town from Texas visiting us here in Southern California. Yes, I am. So, welcome. Thank you. Patty, you and I go way back. Yes, we do. We go way back. Yes. Uh, Patty taught me how to tie my shoes. (laughs) It's a very big memory for me. It's yes, a skill I, I use every day. It is. Do you remember teaching me how to tie my shoes? I do remember that. Yeah. It was like, the, you know, you make the rabbit ears and you loop it around. And yes. It goes, it chases <laughs> the rabbit around the tree. There was a whole thing to it. There was. And I remember it used to babysit me at the Malibu Canyon Apartments. Yes. And I remember specifically there was a little park with two swings next to each other. And I would lay down on both swings and you pushed me on the swings, and that was kind of fun. Yes, that was the park up the hill. Yes, and yes. I remember going to your apartment, and you you had those uh, like nutritional bars from Costco. Those were good. <laughs> and uh, so, Patty, let's start at the beginning. Okay. All right, so for those who don't know, I'm going to say how we get to you. Okay. With a little summary. So, your mom, Erica Froelich, is German. Yes. From Germany. And while living in Germany, she met an American soldier named Clarence. Yes. Who was maybe a Navy SEAL. I don't know. Exactly I don't know what that he, either. What he was. Uh, and then Erica and Clarence had two kids, Mike and Sue. Yes. And then they moved to the States. And, uh, I think to Georgia. Yes. Now, and then elsewhere, your dad, John Morris, is from Shaker Heights, Ohio. He married a woman named Joan, and he had two sons, John II and David. Yes. And then at some point, Erica and John hooked up. Yes. And, <laughs> and More ways than one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and had twin daughters. Chris, my mom, and Karen. Yes. In Washington, D.C. They were born, I believe. And then the gang moved to Los Angeles. No? No. Okay. Were you born in Los Angeles? Where were you born? I was born in Washington, D.C. Oh, you were? Yes. Okay. I was born there and lived there a year, I think. Oh, did not realize. Yeah. So they were there for for a little while. And then the the group moved to yes. L.A. And then was Craig born in L.A.? Yeah, in Los Angeles. Okay. So then you were born November 4th, 1962. Yes, less than a year after <laughs> my mom had twins. <laughs> wow, not I'm sure a, I was a lot planned. of spacing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I was. <laughs> that's true, less than a year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Less than a year. And then Craig was born in 1965. Right. So there's a little spacing there. Yeah. And um, so you essentially have 
three siblings and four half-siblings. Yes. You know, and then you're basically the second to the youngest. I am. With Craig. So, but growing up, was it basically with the three siblings that you grew up with? Yes, we basically grew up with just Chris, Karen, Craig, and I. Okay. For the most part. But we, Mike and Sue were uh, in the picture a little bit here and there, but... So they'd come and, like, visit? They'd come and live every once in a while. They live with my mom and dad and and the, us four for a little while. Um, and then they moved with their dad later on, like when they were probably uh, yeah. nine and ten or something. So, um, now how is it growing up with all those siblings? Which Is there a sibling you got along with? More that you were closer with? I was closest with Craig, I would say. Um, Because you were like the two youngest. Yeah, we were the two youngest, and I was a really big tomboy, and he was a boy, and so we did lots of stuff like that boys do, because I love to do that sort of thing, so I hung out with him the most, I would say. Yeah, like skateboarding or riding bicycles or... Yeah. Did you play volleyball? I did play volleyball in high school. In high school. But, yeah, there was a lot of... um, Roller, um, roller skating, skateboarding, dirt bike riding, hide-and-seek, all sorts of stuff like that. So what are some um, some things you did for fun? I'm imagining uh, the, the Sherman Oaks Gallery of that mall must have been a big mall. We never went to the mall because no. my mom didn't drive. Okay. So if we went to the mall, we went to the Topanga Canyon Mall. Um, we would walk there, ride the bus, or Fabric Square. Um, but did you ever like take the bus to the beach? Was it was that? Yes, a... they used to have a bus that went to the beach, school bus. Um, we would do that. Um, but yeah, it was weird because my mom didn't drive, so we couldn't really travel much, you know. So, speaking of your mom, like, what do you remember about your mom? Like, how was her English? Uh, I mean, I mean, her English bilingual. was she had an accent, but she would, you know, she she spoke pretty good English by the time, you know, I was old enough to understand her, you know, so because she had been in the states for quite a few years by then, and she learned through watching TV and stuff like that how to speak English, and she was a waitress, so she really had to learn how to speak English. Oh, that's right, she was a waitress. Yeah, yeah. that's all I remember her work as a. As a job, that's what I really remember her doing, is waitressing. Do you remember where? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple restaurants I know for sure. Um, one, The one that sticks out the most, though, is called Nasharama. Oh, never heard of it. It's It, it used to be where the Vons and Savons is. What's that mall called? In um, Valley Circle? Yeah, Valley oh, Circle. Oh, okay. And it's like, it was a deli. She worked there for a long time. Oh, okay. So, were, were you kind of a latchkey kid? Is, is that the expression? We kind of, you guys were oh, on yeah, your own? For sure. A lot of a lot of times we were left alone to fend for ourselves. and. Um, so, like walking to school? Oh, yeah. We never, know, we never got rides to school. <laughs> ever. We walked. Yeah. In the snow. And uphill. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, both ways. <laughs> no, yeah, we. I mean, we walked to elementary school. We walked to 
Hughes Junior High from the apartments. It's a good four miles, three or four miles, I would say. And then to high school. That's all we knew, so we just did it. Which was El Camino Real. Yeah. Yeah, my mom remembers a woman who would, like, braid your hair really tight, and I guess she would sometimes take you to school. Well, back when we were in sixth grade, we my mom had to go into the hospital, so we went and stayed with this lady um, on off Lodge Virginus Road, and it was only for a short period of time, maybe a month or two. Yeah, and she would braid our hair like... Not regular braids, but the kind of braids that go down your head really tight, and it hurt so bad. I don't know why she did that, because it must have taken forever to do all three of us, you know? And it was painful for you, so, like, no one liked it. When I got to school, I took them all out before I went into school, because I was so embarrassed. It was ugly. Maybe she thought, well, this is what nice German kids would would wear. (laughs) braided hair. I think she was just mean and she liked inflicting pain on us, I guess. That's probably true as well. Um, Did you grow up with any kind of German customs at all? With the German mom? You know, I'm just curious. You would think that we would have had a lot more German influences in our life. I mean, I remember the cooking a little bit with mom and the different things she would eat. Like... Um, locks and she would eat herring and stuff like that but and she would make like German pancakes and different German things like that but really that's the only kind of German culture we had and maybe I mean she left right after like World War II so maybe she was wanted to leave the German life behind and and the, the German culture behind she had a really rough go of it you know so yeah the they bombed her city. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she was ready to get out. Yeah. Come to America. Definitely. Um, so you said you played volleyball in high school. I did. That's good. So you and my mom both played. I'll tell you a funny story, though. Before I, yeah. I got into volleyball, you know, in our high school, it was just 10th, 11th, and 12th. And I remember f- um, when we had to figure out our schedules, one of the one of the sports that they offered was swimming and I I just assumed it was swimming in the pool like a normal oh. kid like playing Marco Polo or whatever but it was actually swimming like like butterfly and freestyle oh. and breaststroke and so when I got there I was like oh this and it was hard because I was not in swimming shape like Olympic and, swimming yeah was not in um, swimming shape in any sense so but it yeah. wasn't a pool no it was in a pool but it wasn't it wasn't fun <laughs> it wasn't fun <laughs> it was yeah. work. so it was like a swim team so it was not polo and there was the a team which was the best and the b team and then the c team and i was on the c team <laughs> well it's cool that your your daughter now plays volleyball so she did play volleyball for a few years, but now she's she's quit that and she's playing golf. Okay. She's on the varsity golf team in her high school, and she's really loving that. I think it's more suiting for her because she's not tall. And so she lasted as long as you did in volleyball? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Gave it a go for a couple years. Yeah. I was hoping she would stick with it, but she decided that she didn't want to do it. And did you gravitate towards anything academically? that you liked did you like school I did like school um it came pretty easy to me as far as 
studying and stuff. Um, and I really liked math. That was my favorite. Until I got to 10th grade and my math teacher kind of was mean and I didn't like him very much. And geometry was really difficult for me. So after that, I didn't really like math very much. But but like algebra that you were good with that. Yeah. That's good. Algebra was tough. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out geometry with the theorems and all that. And sort of the the other side of academia, you liked English and, and writing and It was okay, yeah. History. Yeah. I had some good teachers, like my biology teacher I really liked a lot. And um, I needed that kind of influence in my life. Good teachers like that, you know, because we had... You know, we had my mom at home. My dad, my dad had died already, so we didn't have a lot of parental kind of people in our lives, and so I was drawn to teachers that would take an interest in me. And my biology teacher, I remember, did so. Oh, that's good. And uh, were you in the same grade as your sisters? I was. Despite being a year younger. Yeah, I'm a year younger, but when we got to third grade, we all were in third grade together, and I'm not sure if I. I was told I got promoted because I was smart, but I think it was more of a mess up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were dumb. <laughs> so, um, so, like, your mom didn't drive, and then she got sick, like, breast cancer. Yes. Right. And with a smoker. Yes. And a drinker. Yes. Too. So... Um, so a lot of the responsibilities of like you're making your own dinners probably or doing your own shopping or you probably got a a high school job young yeah I mean I was always working at some point Chris was Chris took a lot of the responsibility of us when she she was really pretty much in charge of us for a, for a lot of it especially when my mom was working but my mom got real uh, bad hands when she was probably in her late 40s and couldn't really work anymore so she was on disability and home a lot and then she got sick like so, a form of arthritis yeah no her hands were all crooked you can't see this but I'm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, and so i got a paper route and i had that for a long time and then on a bicycle yeah no. and i had a big paper route because i was in woodland hills and it was like a lot. A lot of houses. <laughs> but I made it good money, I thought, you know. I've always wondered how someone gets a paper route. Like, where do you go to say, hey, I want to do it? I don't know. I don't remember how I got it, but <laughs> I think my friend had one and she hooked me up or something. And then um, I worked at a... And then, like, who pays you? Do you get a check in the mail? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's different now than yeah. it was then. I, th- I don't think anyone delivers papers on bike anymore like they used to. No, I think they'd use a car. And, and I think it's all adults check, now. Yeah. So. But I think I was like 12 or 13 when I got my paper out. I had, oh. it for, I had it quite a long time. It was nice having some money in my pocket, you know. But, but before things went south, like, did you get along with your mom? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, we had our issues, uh, sure. like all teenagers do. And, um, and I was pretty rebellious. Like, she would tell us... Come in, it's time for dinner, and we would just yell, "No, we're not coming!" Yeah. You know, from outside, and because we were always outside. I mean, maybe when I, when I got to high school, I was a little bit less outside. But when I was, you know, in my 
you know, before 13 and below, we were at the pool or running around outside playing hide-and-go-seek. We were always gone and doing something. So, um, but for the most part, we, we all pretty much got along together. I mean, Craig and I fought a lot, but we also were so close, you know. So normal uh, brother-sister fighting, you know. Yeah, because, like, your mom died before I was born, so I was trying to just get some sense of kind of what she was like okay. as a person. Yeah, she was... Um, Quiet. She was. She loved to watch TV. I think she, you know, she had had such a difficult um, life, and being in a foreign country, not having any relatives around... And with four kids, after, my dad died when when I was fourteen, so she was doing everything on her own, and then to get disability and then get sick. So um, she was she tried, you know. But I just what I remember the most about my mom is really just sitting, watching TV. You know, she didn't really bonding over that. Yeah. Yeah, and she didn't, like, go to anything. Like, if we had Chris had a volleyball game, or I had a swim meet, or I had a volleyball game, she never came to any of that stuff, you know. Or, because she couldn't. She was working, and yeah. She didn't have a car. You know, can you imagine living in San Fernando Valley and not having a car? I mean. Yeah, must have been tough. Or, you know. The one time she did try to learn to drive, I remember we were all in the car, and she was driving in Calabasas. Old Calabasas, before it got all changed. And... I got out of the car. I said, I'm not going in the car if she's driving. And sure enough, 100 feet down the road, she hit somebody. And I was like, I'm glad I wasn't in the car. <laughs> Just clipped, I hope, from, yeah. uh, or something. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, she hey, was... Um, was I guess, the person okay? Yeah. I thought, thought she hit okay. I mean, I wish she didn't smoke and I wish she didn't drink. That was hard to deal with. Um, didn't want my mom to be like that but for the most part she was really a good mom you know what what, what's what like show would you watch um well let's see i love lucy Lucy. mash i was gonna say like jeopardy but maybe this was before jeopardy um (laughs) a lot of sitcoms back then you know she loved her she loved the rockford files Um, and she totally understood it all oh yeah 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 Mentally all there with yes, the, the English yes, and the yes, for culture sure. and the everything. Yeah. Now, um, you mentioned that your dad died in 1976. Um, but before that, your mom and dad got a divorce in Las Vegas. Yes. Before that happened. So, do you remember when he died? I do remember it a little bit. Not, It's a little cloudy, but I do remember... Um, like, who told you? We were in the apartment, and I remember we got a phone call about it, but I don't know who called. Do you know who called? You can, you can talk. Mom picked up the phone call from a sheriff, and I was there with her. In, in, to speak up. In the apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mom handed, she listened to what the uh, sheriff had to say and handed me the phone, and then I continued to speak to the sheriff about the the death of our father. 
you remember what it was about a heart attack or some freak thing like that? Yes. He was going to go camping in Sun Valley with uh, some friends of theirs, at, and he met them at their house and told them he wasn't feeling very well. And for them to go ahead and go camping for the weekend, and they did, and he had died of a heart attack um, when they returned back to their home. So who knows how long he was alive after he yeah. had his heart attack, you know? I don't know. What I remember is, I remember knowing about it, and I remember seeing, like, his box of um, stuff that they brought to the house, and the, 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 vague, I mean, the brightest memory I have is just seeing, like, his glasses he wore that had blood on it, and it was weird, it was just, like, scary. And then I remember the funeral, or the service we had, we, we didn't have a funeral, we had a service, and I remember sitting there, kind of like... Like, like did child. someone pick you up in a car kind of a thing to bring you there? Yes. But I don't remember that, but I'm sure that... It was a limousine. It was a limousine, and it was... I don't even remember that. At a church or somewhere. Yeah, we all wore dresses, and we got dressed up, and they picked us up on the curb in front of the apartments. Yeah. It's funny how she remembers things like that, but, <laughs> you know, we all have different memories. I don't remember that. But yeah, she was a little older. It was a older. closed casket service. But even at, when my mom died, I don't remember a lot of that either. Like, it's like, almost like I blocked it out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that was really hard when she died and I found out. I remember that way more than I remember when Dad died. Yeah, she died in 1986 mm-hmm. in Thousand Oaks um, of breast cancer. Right. Well, she didn't die in Thousand Oaks. She died in oh. Northridge. She was at the hospital oh, in Northridge. Hospital. Yeah. And I was at work. I was working at Vaughn's at the time. And I remember I was cashier, and she, the manager said, you have a phone call, and that never happened. So I knew something was wrong, and it was my brother. And he told me. <clears throat> and I lost it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really did. And I ran up, they took me up into the office, and my friend Lori came up there with me, and and I was just bawling, you know. So even though I knew she was really sick, it's still the reality of her being gone was really difficult for me. A lot more difficult than when my dad died. Yeah, so when she went into the hospital, was it the intention to have an operation? Or did she go in knowing, like, this is hospice? I think is... when she went in and actually stayed in the hospital it was because she couldn't swallow anymore Um, she was getting food caught in her throat and I remember sitting in Thousand Oaks at the house and she was telling me I can't swallow I can't you know and so that's when I called my brother and he came and took her we took her to the hospital um why did we go to the Northridge hospital instead of somewhere in Thousand Oaks I don't remember that's where they covered her medical oh okay so yeah so that sounds kind of unexpected, like maybe not swallowing is treatable in some way. Yeah. Well, it was because the cancer had spread to her throat, so she had a tracheotomy done. She had to have a trach in her throat. I think she had esophageal cancer. Hmm. Uh, that's what she died of, I think. But, I, like I said, I'm, I'm so unaware of all of that. Like, it's a fog to me. 
Yeah. Like, I barely remember the service we had for her, or what happened to all the stuff in our house, or... I don't remember all that, so... And was was Clarence there living? Yeah, he was still there. We all lived in a house together. Clarence, me, Craig, and my mom. Yeah, we had a very small service. Tippy was there. And Steve Steve ran it, Mm -hmm. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like a church. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was at our house, wasn't it? It was at the house. At the house, yeah. I wish it could have been better, but... Anyway. So knowing the, the cancer, the throat cancer, it was a little expected. Like, oh, she doesn't have long because the cancer is so I advanced. remember the last time I saw my mom alive was I worked all day long and I went to the hospital in Northridge and went to see her. And when I got to her, she was what I thought was asleep. And so I sat with her for a little while and then I left her a note saying, hey, Mom, I stopped by to say hi, to to uh, check on you, and you were sleeping. Um, I don't know why the nurse didn't come in and tell me she's in a coma or what, but she was in a coma at that time, and I didn't know. And so I left, and then that's when I found out that she was in a coma, and then um, I wasn't much longer after that that she died. Yeah. I think the cancer just... <clears throat> Um, ate her up, you know. I, I think for me personally, too, was my mom kept fighting, trying to be strong. And I remember in my head thinking, she'll pull through, she'll pull mm. through, she'll pull through. But on this last part, someone had told me she, she's too weak, she won't be able to pull through. And that was a hard, it was hard to, to grasp that because she was such a fighter. Yeah. I think the loss of my, my dad was hard, but I was, we weren't real close to dad and he was, he wasn't a very nice guy to me or to mom. And so losing him was, wasn't as difficult as losing mom when, when I lost mom. Boy, boy, that really, even though I knew she was sick, it was so, gosh, it was gut-wrenching. Because it's your mom, you know what I mean? So Losing your dad was even a relief, maybe. Maybe in some senses. In some sense. Because even though they were divorced, he would still come over. And I was still terrified of him. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of him. Because I remember one night, I was in bed, it was in the middle of the night, and I heard we had a cat... And it, he kicked the cat or something, was doing something to the cat in the bathroom. Well, to me, it sounded like my mom screaming. And I remember bolting out of my room to see what was going on. And, it, and then come to find my dad in our bathroom, cornering the cat, kicking the cat. And the cat was the one that was screaming. But still, that terror, when I heard it, was just like, oh gosh, what's no he doing No one was safe. Mom? Yeah. Not even the cat. Yeah, so he wasn't... Do you do you remember after he died when Clarence came back into the picture? He came back into the picture before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, they came to California to find us. And they had lost track of us. Mike and Rose... I mean, Mike and Sue and Clarence had lost track of us. 
but they tracked us down through the restaurant mom used to work at. They knew where she was, and so that's they found us at our apartments in Woodland Hills. So then they they kind of stayed in California for a while, and we we were so excited to see them. You know, do you remember when they came back? Yeah. We were in the uh, the first apartments in Woodland Hills, and I remember I was playing in around the pool area, you know, swimming and stuff, and um, I played by the front of the pool, and this man comes in in a cowboy hat, tall and skinny, <laughs> with Mike, and said, do you know where Erica Morris is? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm her daughter. And and I didn't know that that was Clarence. And he introduced himself as Clarence and Mike. And I walked him up to the apartment. H- had you met Mike and Sue before this? <clears throat> yes. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, we they lived with, with them for a long time. Oh, so, so okay. So they, yeah, they would visit and live with you on occasion. And then they left. For but it was the first time seeing Clarence. I think he would. Then. They came back like five years later. Because I think Mike was probably. 13 or 14 when they came back, right? I don't know. I don't know the timing of it. If we were still in that apartment, then it was 1971-72. Because we had that earthquake. The 1971 earthquake was we were living in that apartment. Yeah. That was a so, huge earthquake. And at some point, Mike and Sue stay out here, right? Because that's where they meet their yes. spouses. and. Yeah, they stayed out here. Work out here. They never moved until later on. So they were there... From the from that point on, they were there in California. Okay. Did they graduate high school out here, or was that after in they... In Burbank. In Burbank. So they moved to Burbank. So you went to Burbank High. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Sue graduated from Burbank High School. And Mike, but Mike didn't. So that... Uh, he earlier, went back east? Yeah, so or? earlier when I was talking to you about the lady who... who braided our hair, Mike ran away from that lady and went all the way to New York and lived there to, and graduated high school there because he knew a family there and he lived with them. So Mike left when he was like 15 and hitchhiked across the country. He's somebody you should interview. <laughs> yeah. He's I'd, got some I'd stories, like man. Wasn't there another lady with like a big St. Bernard that had puppies? Oh yeah. Edna may die. Yeah. So Edna May Dye was owner of Pinecrest Schools. Is that what it's called? Pinecrest. Yeah. And um, I think my dad had a little affair with her. So we lived with them for a little while. And she had St. Bernard's. We have some pictures of, of the St. Bernard's and their puppies. They had like 12 puppies and they were so cute. Remember the puppies? So I, you know, I never met Clarence either. Um, what was Clarence like? Did you get along with him? I loved Clarence. Yeah. I uh, had a lot in common with Clarence. He took me under his wing. Um, we did a lot of horseback riding together. He would always, I would always go with him to the ranch and take care of the horses. And I loved being with Clarence. He was um, so nice to me and sweet to me and. Um, was the father I never really had, really, um, for the in in the latter years of my teenage years. Um, we we did a lot. We spent a lot of time together, the two of us, you know, riding horses. And did he have a horse at the 
Yeah. That was an Oaks house? He had two horses. Had horses uh, no, they were actually in Newhall. And so we would go up... Oh, at a stable, yeah. Um, so we would go up there and uh, ride up there. He had two horses. I would ride one. and Jimmy Rabbit was the one I would ride. And the other one was a white horse. I can't remember her name. But yeah, so... I really love Clarence. That's good. Um, I wanted to ask... Uh, kind of the people you were hanging out with, if you remember the Garcias, like Jim, Mercy, Liz, Steve, Matt, William, Andy, um, who, if any, did you, like, get along with or hang out with? Uh, of the Garcias, I remember all of them very well. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the Garcias. Um, the first thing I remember is going to youth group and having the major crush on Matt. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if Matt ever know, knew that, but man. At ABF, I just, huh? I just had such a huge crush on him. I was like, oh. But then. Maybe I'd be weird if two sisters married two brothers. <laughs> that, that might be too weird. <laughs> but then later on, the, the one I really hung out with a lot was William. Um, we had volleyball in common. We played volleyball a lot together, and we had a lot of fun together. Um, really liked William. And your par- and their parents, of course. So, um, and so when did you meet like Amy and the Comptons and So I met them? I met Michelle when she was fourteen, so I would have been seventeen, eighteen, and we met at a Bible study and I don't think it was ABF. Was it ABF? At her house. No, it wasn't at her house. It was oh, um, at, at someone's house. A church, maybe it was. Was it Living Word? No, I don't know. One of some church we were going to at the time, and that's where I met Michelle. Yeah, okay. and then we we became quick friends because Michelle was very outgoing, and I was a complete introvert, and so she so it was so easy to talk to. Because she was, she, I don't know, something about her makes it easy to talk to. And so I started hanging out with her, especially when we started doing Friday night Bible studies at her house. And everyone would leave and I'd stay until one or two in the morning and just talk and hang out with her. And we became really close. And, and that's how I met Amy through her, because Amy and her were on the basketball team. Um, and then, yeah, so that's how I met all of them through church and through basketball. Okay. I was older than all of them, too, which is funny. Yeah. But we were really close. So I'm fascinated by anyone who makes a big move, especially out of state. So what brings you from L.A. to Chattanooga, Tennessee? <laughs> How does that happen? Well, you know, I was, you know, I had a lot of fun in my 20s and stuff, but I was... You know, in my late 20s and early 30s, I was definitely wanting to get married and wanting to meet somebody and have some kids. And and it wasn't, I was having a, a, a struggle meeting people. And even, you know, I was working at Vons and at that time I was working Monday through Friday and I was off on the weekends and all my friends that I had at Vons were working every weekend. And so my weekends were... Um, I was kind of bored on the weekends, and at that time my mom was passed, and everybody had moved except for Chris, and so 
I was really close to Amy and I had gone out to visit her a few times in Chattanooga and her and her boyfriend talked me into moving out there. You had your fill of babysitting us. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. You were a hard child to babysit. Me? Let me tell you, Caleb was difficult. (laughs) He would not listen to me. What? I could tie my shoes. (laughs) I'm like, do your homework. (laughs) I don't want to! Sure, I was very anti-homework at that age. You were a little pill. (laughs) You wanted to be at home or you wanted to be at your grandma's. Yeah. But you, you know, I was trying to help out, so you were stuck with me. I thought it was the fun. How often would I go there? Like one day a week? One day a week. Yeah. And it was just a couple hours. Yeah. It made it seem like it was forever. <laughs> and we watched Power Rangers, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Pass the time. Yeah. So um. I decided to, you know what? I was 33, I was ready to change, and I knew I wanted to go to massage therapy school and they had one out there and so I packed my bags when did you discover that you had that gift of massage yeah um I guess you know um in my 20s I guess I just would massage my friends and um they they would say you're really good at this you need to do this you know and um I I I guess I just wanted something different and when I went to Chattanooga the few times it's such a cute city and I was like you know what let me just let's just do it but the scariest thing for me was giving up my job because I had a really good job I was making good money it was steady it was you know it's all I knew out of high school that's where I worked and um, so I quit though and moved to Chattanooga and my life changed and you would you'd go to visit Amy? Yeah. No, I lived in I lived in the house that she rented. I sublet her room because she was living at her boyfriend's at that time, but she had a signed a year lease. Oh, interesting. And she lived in this cute little house right down the road from downtown Chattanooga. It was like it was so cute. I mean, I don't know if any you guys have ever been to Chattanooga, but it's a beautiful city. And so and she was there in Chattanooga because she was training for the Olympics because she was on the Olympic team and then for the 96 Olympics that were in Atlanta so the rowing team trained in Chattanooga at the Chattanooga Rowing Club so that's why she was in Chattanooga in the first place how did you transition from massage therapy school to a market out there what do you mean? Didn't you work at a market? Oh, okay. So when I when I first moved there, mm-hmm. I lived off of my savings for a little while. And, and then I started school and I needed to work a little bit. So I looked around in Chattanooga and what I was making in California to, compared to what they were offering me in Chattanooga was like a $10 an hour difference. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. They were offering me six bucks an hour, and at the time I was working in Chattanooga, I mean, Los Angeles, I was making like $17 an hour. I was like, six bucks? What are you, crazy? <laughs> but that was the cost of living difference, you know? So, I tried... Was it getting, at Vons or no? No, it was, um, I tried getting a job at Lowe's first, because I told myself when I quit Vons that I would never work in a grocery store again. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then went for a hardware store. But then Vaughn, the, I think um, Lowe's wanted to pay me like five fifty an hour, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Not <laughs> <Fuck> that. <laughs> So then I saw that the food line was opening a brand new store, so I went there, and um, he offered me $6 an hour. No, $7 an hour to start, because I had so much experience, and they hired me on the spot. Yeah, it's more than Lowe's. Yeah, so (laughs) I went. That's probably why I got Did you ever finish massage school? Yeah, I went through massage school. It was a year-long course, and got my massage license, and massaged... I quit food line, obviously, and um, started massaging after I got done. I, I took a little time off because I had had Tanner at that time. Um, I went to massage school from 96, uh, August of 96 to August of 97, and had Tanner in February of 98. So I took some time off. And um, um, Tanner, who was uh, named after Tanner Boyle from the Bad News Bears? Yes, he is. <laughs> Classic movie. Growing up in the valley, I'm sure that movie was very relatable. So we kind of skipped a little bit, but yeah, I, I started working at Food Line, and that's where I met David, my husband. And uh, um, it didn't take long for me to meet somebody food, once food I Food Line is a grocery in. store? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's a grocery store, and it didn't take me long to meet someone there. Yeah. 33 years in California, didn't meet anyone. And yeah. Met David in a month. <laughs> What, what was the... That's why everyone should leave California <laughs> single. Who was he working? Like he cashier? Was a, just... He was the produce manager and I worked... I was in the dairy department. So I worked in the milk and the cheese and all that stuff. And the frozen food. That's what my job was. He was my manager, actually. Oh, so you married up. I did. <laughs> he was country boy. He sounded just like Forrest Gump. The very first time I was working on an aisle filling because the store was brand new so we were filling up the we hadn't even opened yet we were filling the shelves and stuff and he comes up to me and he goes Patty how much do you lack? <laughs> and I'm like what? how much do you lack? and I'm like I don't like any of this <laughs> and I remember he shook his head like oh my gosh who is this girl like this California girl working in my store but he was saying how much do you lack? Like, how much more do you have left to do? But it sounded like, <laughs> lack. Lack. How much do you lack? L-A-C-K. Yes. Oh. That's a foreign expression, even that. that and so I started calling him Forrest, because that's right yeah. about when Forrest Gump came out. And that was my nickname for him for a long time. <laughs> hey, Forrest. And he would just shake his head at me, like, who are you? Do you remember when he, like, who made the move of asking the person out? Um... We flirted pretty hard, so it was um, it was probably, probably mutual. You know what I mean? Like, do you know like the first like official dates? Like, um, or would you just hang out outside was, of work? It was after Thanksgiving sure. of '97. No, '96. It was after Thanksgiving of '96. I had gone away to um, New Orleans actually to visit with Ro- Mike and Rose's um, parents. And um, when I came back was when we were like, okay, we missed each other. And you know what I mean? It was pretty obvious we really liked each other. So that's when it started. Okay. Like, what do people do for dates in Chattanooga? Chattanooga. Chattanooga. (laughs) Not Chaga. Dinner in a rodeo? I don't know. (laughs) 
Chattanooga is a really cool city. We we did a lot. Of, they have a walking bridge that goes over the river. The river runs right through downtown. It's a huge river. Um, we would go on hikes. We we did all sorts of things. Camping. We loved to camp, so we would go camping. Um, but then we had a baby pretty quick, so. Um, that kind of, you know, takes the day yeah. life away. Tanner Boyle, sure. Yeah. So Tanner was born in Tennessee, and then was was Casey born there? No, she was what, born uh, in uh, Texas. Uh, so what what inspired you to move from there to okay, so Bullard? We had a Texas. David and I had kind of a rough go of it in Texas. I mean, in Tennessee, because um, I quit working while I had Tanner, and we were living off David's income, and so. He had some trouble with some of the jobs he was doing. He quit Food Lion and um, tried to work with his brother and had some trouble there. And so um, my friend Michelle at the time moved to had moved to Bullard, Texas um, and offered David a job. He was kind of in between jobs and they needed someone to come out and work on their house. And so he went out. And this was in January of 2001. He went out and was working there for like three weeks. And they would all call me every other day. Patty, you need to move out here. David wants to live here. And, you know, and there we go again with the Patty, you need to move out here speech. (laughs) And so for me, at this point, Amy had already left and moved back to California. And <laughs> so, the reason you moved there. Yes. And so I decided that, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't have family here. David does, but I don't. So um, that's where my friends are. So I said, I'll move there. Sure. You know, so that's why we moved. I mean, none of the moves have been because of work or anything like that. It's been more because of friends, you know. Woods Bush. Michelle and Sharon's parents already living there? Yes, everybody was already living here. So we moved to Texas and lived with Michelle for eight months. And then after we found a little rent house for $175 in Bullard, Texas. We were living in a little two-bedroom house. Um, Is Bullard, is that that a smaller city than Chattanooga? Oh, yeah. Bullard's got like 3,000 people. Was that was that a, an adjustment? Yes. Going to a smaller town. <laughs> I really liked the quaintness of it, you know, but it was all an adjustment. Living in Chattanooga was difficult because people are so different there, and. Um, but there was like stuff to do. Yes. Because it's a. Big a lot more city. stuff to do in Chattanooga than there ever was in bullard but bullard's 10 minutes south of tyler and tyler's about a hundred thousand people so i mean there's a little bit of things to do but it's nothing like la you know what i mean so it's been an adjustment but i had my kids to keep you busy keep me busy keep me grounded and just walking around downtown bullard was fun for me it was like cool and unique and cute you know and uh, and you uh you named Casey after the Sunshine Band. Yeah. Is, that, <laughs> is that right? No, I had a really hard time trying to find a girl's name. And so I, it, you know, it took a while for me to figure it out. And then a friend of mine suggested Casey. And I was like, oh, I like that. Because it's kind of a boy's name. And I really like boy's name. Sorry, Casey. Um, but then <laughs> I spelled it like 
the way I spelled it, it's different. So yeah, um, the K Y. Yeah. And when you moved to Buller, were um, uh, Mike and Rose already in? Yeah, they in had been Fort there a Worth. long time. Yeah, so they lived in Fort Worth for a long time. So that was a good another good thing was that they lived not too far away. Yeah, you were like somewhat close to family. Yeah. Closer than you were in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing how all of the six siblings, Erica's six kids, mm-hmm. have all stayed close despite the long distances. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. we pick up, like, we, we saw each other yesterday, and whenever we see each other, there's never an awkwardness. There's really no fighting. There's... Um, Lots of love, you know. We have a lot of love for each other, and that's. I see other families, and I know our family is very special in that in that regard. You know, we're all really close. And like all you have is each other is kind of that yeah. bonding. And even though we're all spread out, everybody's all over the place. We still try and make time to come together every once in a while and keep in touch, and uh, have our little mini family family reunions. Yeah, you probably see Mike the most. Yeah, like yeah, I see Mike the most. Mike probably knows. about three or four times a year. Um, and I see Chris a nice. lot because she um, comes out to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, feel free to volunteer any gaps <laughs> I'm I'm missing. Uh, d- did you like raising kids? Was that a fun? You were kind of a slightly older parent. Yes, you know. I was thirty-five and thirty-nine. That uh, was how old I was when I had my kids, and I loved being a mom. It was the best thing ever. I was when Tanner was born. I was gosh, I was in, so in love. Yeah. With him and and just the idea of being a mom and teaching him and all of that was just incredible. I wish I could have shared it with my family because they didn't they missed it you know um, yeah you seem like you're you seem like the mom that goes for the football games and yeah oh yeah involved everything and... yeah and um and i was able to because i i've been able to not have to work full-time since i left california i have not had a full-time job mm-hmm. um partially because my job allows me to do that massage therapy but also because um David said, you know, let's just keep you part-time so you can be home when the kids get home from school. And that's pretty much what I've been able to do. Yeah, like, um, in terms of, like, introvert, extrovert, like, Tanner and Casey seem, like, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do you relate to one versus the other, like, things you like to do? You know, with Tanner, I was really, really, really close to him when he was younger. Um, we did a lot of stuff together. We loved video games. So we played video games all the time together. Um, and uh, but when he got older, like Mortal Kombat, no, <laughs> like Tarzan, Tarzan. And Star Wars, and um, stuff like that. Um, we had a lot of fun. On, it was on the computer. But anyway, um, but as he got older, the things he was doing related more to David. Like he started playing football and started getting into stuff like that. So. Now David and him are really close, and Casey and I are super close. Um, having a girl is different than having a boy. We have a lot more in common. We're really, you know, we talk a lot. Huh? 
two peas, to two peas in a, a pod. pod. <laughs> yeah, we're two peas in a pod, so. Um, well, what's easier to raise, a boy or a girl? You know, I've been very lucky. I have really good kids, but I would say... You're both pretty easy. <laughs> Cops are coming for you. <laughs> yeah. I would say... Boy, it's easier. Less drama, mm-hmm. you know. Tanner was an easygoing kid, so um, didn't have much trouble out of him. And not that Casey gives me any trouble. Far from far from that, but... Right, but as a generalization, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Less girl drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, so... So, I'm wondering, um, like... So some of your, like, big life goals, like, happened. You know, I'm sure that was very fulfilling. So, like, what's next? Like, what are your dreams? What else do you want to do? What's What else is on your bucket list? Well, what's next for what I would really love to do is once Casey graduates college and kind of gets herself established and stuff, then one of the things I would love to do is, is go and just see some things, you know, um, like drive know. around the U.S. Yeah, well, I would love to be able to take a three or four month trip and travel the U.S. and stay in spots. And David and I love to camp. It's one of our favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. And just buy a little camper, a small one, and tow it around the country. And um, you know, I'm see where you have traveled, and and I'm jealous of that. I, I want to be able to. Say I've been to Washington, say I've been to Idaho and all that, and see it all. I've heard about so much of it. And I have seen my fair share of places. You know, I've been a lot of different places. But I think being able to camp at different areas around the country is something I would be one of my biggest goals. You especially have for a Californian. Because I think there's a mentality growing up in this, like the Conejo Valley, which is like so nice, like, oh... Like, you're from the place everyone's trying to get to, you know? (laughs) It's like, oh, why would I leave, you know? Yeah. But then you just expand your horizons. uh, Yeah, so I didn't do a lot of, like, um, when I lived here, traveling around California. I should have, but I didn't. Um, You're still young. So, I say that would be one of my goals, and I really want to have grandkids, you know? I think you will. Tanner's quite the ladies' man, so... (laughs) Yeah, he's a good looking dude. I don't dude. doubt it, you know. <laughs> he says he's not going to have kids till he's like 35. Like, oh my God, he'll be dead in the grave. <laughs> it's kind of normal these days, you know, at a normal age. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I'm like, let me hold the baby. <laughs> right. I'm so old. I'll be in the old folks home by then. <laughs> No, um, so, um, that... But, but you could see yourself staying in Texas as far as, like, a home base. Yeah. Yeah. I do see myself staying there. Okay. Unless on some, something... Yeah, the only other place we would maybe go back to would be Tennessee. Um, but I don't know if that'll happen or not. Yeah. Well, sorry I was such a difficult uh, kid to babysit. <laughs> so bad. I had no idea. Jared just, was always so sweet, Caleb, and you were always, <laughs> and I would always tell your mom, well, he didn't want to do his homework. I had many issues. I should have just got the wooden spoon out. <laughs> yeah, that's the secret. 
tie my shoes together. I'm sure you should have done. <laughs> I remember I just I would eat your your Costco uh, breakfast bars. Yeah, God, they were so good. <laughs> so, Pappy, um, what advice could you give your not your favorite nephew, but wherever I am on the list? <laughs> With some advice you could give me from your many years of wisdom and knowledge. Hmm. I, I would say the, the, my biggest advice is one of the things I struggled with for a long time, and I wish I would have known this back when I was in my early 20s, even my late teens, and just lived like this my whole life, would be to have confidence in who you are. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about what other people think. And just be yourself. And I was so shy and so introverted and missed out on so much because of that, you know. And wouldn't talk to people, wouldn't talk to guys, wouldn't, you know. I was so scared and so afraid of who I was and that they wouldn't like me or whatever. Um, and do you think going to Tennessee is when you really kind of broke out of your shell? Or even before that? No. Um, I think as you get older... You break out of your shell. You know, in my 40s, you, you just learn to have confidence in yourself and learn, you don't, you less care about what people think, I think, as I you think get older. Michelle helped you break out of your shell. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She kept she it very lighthearted for you. Yeah. I mean, Michelle and I, we, we had a really uh, a great time when we were younger and and we're still friends you know she lives in Bullard too and we're, we're still friends and then Amy and I had had a ton of fun too um, in my 20s so they both helped me I think and you had more what so some good like-minded friends to help yes okay um these are a few just kind of uh, silly questions okay uh what's your favorite movie Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Oh no, not Notting Hill. Or Stars Born. <laughs> Stars Born. Okay. Bradley Cooper or the. Uh, I like the both. I like them both. Okay. Oh, Goodbye Girls, one of my favorites, and um, the way we were. All right. Good choices. Check those out. Uh, favorite band slash singer musician. Current or older. Uh, current. That's uh, our all time. Old. All time. All time. Um, Besides Elton John. Okay. Favorite. She's... Elton John's up there. Um, We're like, you're, you're on the boat, you're going to play some music, you're going to kick back. John Taylor. John Taylor. Okay. I mean, James Taylor, James. sorry. <laughs> I really like him. Alright, that's good. But currently, I like Greta Van Fleet, and I like Harry Styles, and um, I like... direction? Did Casey get you into Harry uh, Styles? You know, Harry Styles is nothing like One Direction. But, um, and then, um... That's where he came from. I know. So his solo career has been very different, you're saying. Okay. It is. It's very good music. <laughs> Favorite book? Favorite book. The Bible. The Bible? Absolutely. Favorite fiction book? <laughs> um, I like anything John Grisham. Okay. And I like a good sappy love story every once in a while. Mm, Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Favorite place you travel to? Um, favorite. Spain. 
Maybe you've been to Spain. I didn't yes. know that. When did you go to Spain? I went to Spain in the 92 Olympics. Uh, Amy was in the Olympics in 92 oh. and 96 and in 2000. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go to the 92 Olympics and to watch her uh, row. But we stayed in this condo on a hill overlooking the Mediterranean Sea and it was just like it is in movies with all the white and the, it was just incredibly beautiful there and rooftops. what white rooftops yeah um amazing place and we had so much fun i didn't even spend time with amy because she was busy olympia right, right. <laughs> but i spent time with her brother actually and we had fun we rented motor scooters and scootered all around and went out to dinner together and just had a lot of fun and that was it was incredible amy won a silver medal in those olympics by the way that's awesome spain is definitely on my list yeah be cool yeah so yeah so that would i would say and then we went to madrid too so that was really interesting we saw we went to some have you ever been to madrid chris it, lots of museums there. I went with Amy's grandma. I drove. Wow. I wrote. I flew all the way to Barcelona with Amy's grandma. It was fun. <laughs> but yeah, that would be probably be one of my best places. Highlights. Yeah. Favorite uh, food other than tofu. Anything Asian <laughs> sushi. I love Asian food. Um. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Beer. Beer. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, I think that about covers it. Favorite color? No. Favorite color? <laughs> well, Patty, I can't thank you enough for letting me interview. I hope it wasn't too painful. It was not. It was really <laughs> nice. I mean, maybe if you would have done this when I was in my 20s, I would have been a lot more shyer, but now I'm not shy. I'm, I'm yeah, good. enough time has passed, you know. Yeah, thank you for asking me to be interviewed. It was fun. Thank you. Well, until next time, this is uh, Caleb and Patty and my mom signing off. Bye. So this is what this song reminds me of. Laura Gandell's house. They had a stereo that blasted out the backyard, and I'm sitting and laying in their pool on a float, and this song is blaring, and that's what this song reminds me of every time I say it. Or here, I think of that pool, I think of that, I'm thinking, this is my house.